Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast. Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages, and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business? We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work. And that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard, getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Thriving Mompreneurs. Whether you go all out or stay inside on Halloween, it can be a treat-filled and sleep-deprived time of meltdowns right and left. But did you know that there is a way to avoid that sugar coma and still have a great time and avoid getting TP'd by your neighbors? First things first, I want to welcome you to join us in our growing private community, The Thriving Mompreneurs, where you can stay connected with me and Casey. But we also want you to connect with more driven business and family-minded women. So hop over to the link in the show notes to join and check out the resources we have for you there. And don't forget to invite your business bestie. Awesome. And so today it's going to be a bit of a casual episode. So just so y'all know, we have very limited outline. This is going to be very conversational and because we wanted to talk about the elephant in the room, Halloween is like the bane of every mother's existence, unless you're super into Halloween. Some people are. And talk about some of the like tips and tricks that we have that we use in our lives to make it smooth sailing for all involved. And number one for me, so I am not uber into Halloween, y'all. It's not my holiday. I like Christmas. My husband, totally into Halloween. He's like getting dressed up. He's setting up the whole front of the house. He's passing out candy. He loves having the kids come to the door. And I happen to live in a neighborhood of like... 75 or so houses that are all like on one big cul-de-sac. So people come from all over town. People come from other towns to trick-or-treat in our neighborhood. We usually get quite a lot of trick-or-treaters. So our first kind of big thing with our kids is around setting limits. When they were little, we had to go trick-or-treat with them. And it would be, we can't go to every house. It will take us 10 hours to go to all the places, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And now that they're older, it's the limits are around they can go out themselves, but, you know, don't get in trouble. Don't get in anyone's car, you know, <laughs> um, and please don't bring back 14 pillowcases full of candy because you're not going to eat all of that, you know? So setting those limits um, around whatever your family's like, your family's values are. We talk about values a lot here and, you know, 
I have certain values that go out the window on that particular day because there's it has to be like a bit of a give and take between my kids and myself or my husband and myself who, you know, I'm the health nut of everyone in our family. So I want to set more limits than I'm allowed to do. But <laughs> starting with starting with your values and setting some limits, I think can be really helpful. How about you? Yeah. Um, so growing up, we I have like an interesting background with Halloween. So I kind of shared earlier that I come from like a faith base, but it's it's been a weird journey. <laughs> and so my my family didn't believe in Halloween. Um, and then they let us participate when we got a little bit older. And now I'm like in a weird spot of having to figure it all out. But all that to say, um, we will still dress up and, you know, have the fun parts and, and, and let my daughter enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and my husband also hates some of the standards I put because a lot of the standards right now, I mean, my daughter's too. So like we will go to like three houses and she will wear her. We're going to be um, the little mermaid this year. <laughs> oh, fun. Fun. <laughs> yes. And so she'll wear her little flounder outfit and then we'll probably just come home and eat the organic candy that I have there. So the standards right now are, are for our household, a lot of the like what kinds of candy we'll allow in our house. And honestly, even like what kinds of candy we're going to give away. Um, my husband always jokes and says that we're going to get TP'd one day because I get the like yum earth bags yeah. of candy like the yes. bulk pack and you can just let like you know i'm like listen <laughs> if i set the standard for myself i don't want to give your kid you know yeah. the Kit Kats and the and the Reese's so that's kind of what we do right now and it's it's pretty simple like i said because my daughter's too i'm sure i'll be learning more from you casey <laughs> as, as we get older <laughs> it gets, it's easier at it that gets time a little more layered <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's a little easier before they know and you can like sneak all the candy out when no one's looking because they've already kind right. of forgotten about it right. or be like oh i don't Oh, you thought there was chocolate? No, uh-uh. no, there was yeah. no chocolate. There was only these lollipops. Yeah, this that I bought yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can do a lot of that, and it and you can finagle around it. My kids are like absolutely not. They're they're like laying out even the from a dealers. pretty young age. They're laying it all out. They're training. They're like you know they know exactly. Like I'm not a huge candy eater. It's just not my thing. But I do like Reese's cups, like if I were mm-hmm. going to eat a candy and I would never buy one, but like when they're around, it's hard for me to right. say no. So I'll eat one or two, you know, when they uh, come home with them, they'll be like, oh, I know I had four Reese's cups in here and there are only three, you know, they get, they get really like, they so really funny. know what's happening. So you got to be really can't uh, be careful. Um, you know, so I, I feel like for us, we set those limits and they blow through them. And I just have to give myself a little bit of room for that extra fun. You know, they stay up a little bit later. They're a nightmare. I mean, you getting them up the next day. It, it all, I, I don't know how Halloween never happens on a Saturday. It's like once every 10 years or something, it's on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's always on a school night. And, you know, in some towns, I believe that they actually move the trick-or-treating night to the weekend, but our town does mm-hmm. not do that. Yeah. So, you know, the, all the kids in school the next day are like an absolute mess. I'm sure the teachers want to like <laughs> die the day after Halloween because, <laughs> you know, everyone's sugar hungover and sleep deprived is horrible. So yeah. that's a, that's a big one. I think for me is just like leaving that room for, you know, things are like you do the best you can and then you kind of just have to move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that we do that I kind of wanted to highlight is that we prep them ahead of time, excuse me, more when they were little, now that they're teenagers, I, it's less of a big deal. I'm hoping that honestly, I'm trying to convince them not to trick or treat this year, but they're not having it. They're (laughs) very upset that I even suggested it, but my kids Uh are 13 and 14. Like, I feel like you guys need to like 
roll it back, but they're like, I'm really? so not. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, cause it's the candy. Like I don't buy candy. So they're like, yeah, it's the yeah. only job of the year we get to eat candy. So they are, yeah, they I'm trying to trick till they're 18. <laughs> I think I was like, y'all, the, the neighbors are going to start. Like it's a problem eventually that, you know, teenagers get in trouble. You're doing things that like you shouldn't be, you're not, you know, eventually like teenagers are out to like goof around. You're not like trick or treating per se. They're like, no, we're trick or treating. And then, you know, and as far as like setting limits, just one other thing that I've had to do this year, finally, my husband, because he's into this, I say no every year and he overrides me, will take them to the Halloween store and they get some crazy old costume that costs a million dollars. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I was wearing a sheet that I found like somewhere in my house and cut holes in, you know, or I was like creating something for like a whole month beforehand when I was a kid. These kids like go and my 14 year old is like, this just last week, we have to go. I have to get a Halloween costume. And I'm like, I am not buying you a new Halloween costume. We have a whole bin. You need to re because we keep them all. They're all there. I'm like, mm-hmm. you need to reinvent something for this mm-hmm. year, please. It's, we're having a zero cost Halloween. And she was like, what? That is terrible. And I was like, you know what? That's the limit I'm setting this year. If you're going to eat candy, I'm not buying a new costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you can come up with something, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, the, I feel like that's a good limit, though, because that is like a creative problem solving, you know, like, I think that'll help them in the long run to to figure that out. Yeah, um, because those costumes are a big deal. I remember, you know, we had to, there were certain years that we had to make our own and there are certain years you had to buy them. But honestly, sometimes making your own was like, no one else had it. Like, yeah. a lot of times you would buy the same costume that everybody else was wearing, too. And so if you make your exactly. own, you're like the only person on the block. <laughs> so maybe you can sell her that way. <laughs> I try, like, I tried. It's not going over this. well, but. She's hoping I'm going to just like give a give in at some point or what she's probably hoping for mm. is that she'll tell my husband and he'll take her somewhere because that's mm, what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those husbands. So, yeah, I so I feel like that's like one of those like limits that we kind of set and like prepping them ahead of time for like, this is the amount of days that we're going to eat this candy. We're not eating mm-hmm. 14 days of like 25 pieces a day or whatever. Like it's not when they were little, we kind of ha- have a more like, well, we're eating a couple pieces a day. And then we'll at some point it, you know, goes away. And I, mm-hmm. I could just sort of take it and hide it now. It Now that doesn't happen. Right. Like I said, but yeah. um, one of the things in our town that happens that may happen in your town um, that we were able to use for a very narrow number of years is the dentist buyback. Our dentist will pay the kids per pound of candy. So up to a certain limit or something. So you can go in there and get 10 bucks. And that it it was like, I really had to convince them. I'm like, yeah, but don't you want $10 to go to the toy store and get something? And they were just like, it, it worked for probably two years. And then, you know, it's like, <laughs> eat your candy for five days. And then when we'll go buy it back at the dentist. And they were, now yeah. they're like, absolutely not. I have I don't need anything. I only want candy. <laughs> well, see, and I'm kind of, so my plan here, because like I said, I'm not really in this stage of life yet. <laughs> She's still oh, it's coming and growing. <laughs> is that I'm going to try and sell her on the fact that we eat like real chocolate in our house. Like we yeah. don't really prevent yes. like, or take anything. Like we have ice cream, we have candy, we have different things. It just, it literally has like real ingredients. Like, butter <laughs> yes. instead of like shortening or I don't even know what the heck they put. That's probably not even the worst of what's in, in those kinds of things. And so my hope is that she's going to taste the other candy. And it's actually happened a couple times where like she just doesn't like certain candies because we just, she, that's just not what she grows up with. Sure. 
And so that's that's kind of what my plan. It, it might be a, a a fake plan. She'll probably grow older and be like, yeah, no, I want the real stuff. <laughs> but well, you know, I'm really hoping her taste buds are just going to be reprogrammed and it won't even be a thing. <laughs> I think that that's a good plan, though, because like it, what you do from the very young age can be really helpful. But also understanding that, as you know, with a toddler, what works today doesn't work tomorrow. I liked right. this yesterday and today it's the worst thing ever. And I can't believe you would serve it to me. I'm like, oh. Literally. You know what I mean? So we were in. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that doesn't end. It's the same. Like I, my. <laughs> Don't tell me that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got the eye rolls this morning from the teenager. I can't even remember what I asked, but I asked something and it was like, mom, why would you ask me that? I'm like, <laughs> I love your teenager. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like whatever, like because awesome. I needed to know. I will like, say, right. you know what's funny is I felt like that was okay. I love my husband very much, but that was kind of my husband when we first started. Like I, we all had to be on the same page. I know there are you know different values and opinions on how that's supposed to look, but the thing is, when we got together, we were very like my husband and I were very on different um, opinions on what was healthy and what was not. A hundred percent. We had <laughs> we had my daughter though. And all of the sudden he was like, well, she needs to eat her. You know, she has, she can't have this as he's eating it. She needs to eat this. And I like, I was like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> if you can say that she can't eat that, that means, you know, it's bad and you can't eat it either. And so we had this whole battle, but now we're kind of on the same page for the most part and things um, of like, and it, it actually having Nevaeh helped because it was like, well, if he knows it's bad for her. That means it's bad for him. And so I say all of that and wrapping it back to Halloween, like when we get healthy candy in the house, our whole family is on the same page as of now, because she's not even two yet. Um, and that is kind of what my plan is. So if you're a toddler mom um, and you're you know trying to navigate the season, it's just nice to have everybody on the same page and decide, you know, okay, ex- kind of like what we talked about a little before, setting those limits on what can we have and what, what should we just like completely avoid. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. And having like having those conversations is really helpful and understand it goes back to last week's episode, right? With the growth mindset, it's like, well, we're always growing. We're always learning. Things are changing. Life is dynamic. So kind of keeping that in mind when you're navigating these like tricky minefields of holidays, right? Um, Halloween specifically. Um, and, and, you know, when you're like in our family, the other thing that we've dealt with over 15 years, my daughter's going to be 15 um, in a couple of months. And, you know, she had food allergies. Then it was, you know, these ones. And then it was, we outgrew those. And now it's this other thing. And then we outgrew those for a period of time and she could eat all the things. And now we're back to very uh, dialed back um, nutritional choices because she recently got diagnosed with um, eosinophilic esophagitis. And that is an allergy driven um, thing. So this Halloween is going to be really tricky for her because mm-hmm. she's actually not going to be able to eat most of what she brings home, which is one of the reasons why I was trying to convince her not to go, but right. she's not buying into that. So, um, you know, if you're a mom out there with, uh, you know, a kiddo that has allergies and restrictions, one of the things we did for her when she was little is she would sort of bring home whatever we would pick through, pull out anything she couldn't have. And if it was really only left with like a couple little things, what we would do um, is go find, you know, we would always call it safe foods. It's like safe chocolate. So it would be like really high end, like, you know, uh, dark chocolate because she couldn't Mm -hmm. have the milk and so on. Um, And so we would, we would just swap those out with her um, and Mm -hmm. it would give her that autonomy, that like investment into what she had that really helped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's great. If you're out there and you have that issue, that can, that can help. Yeah. And then just keeping, um, I think one last point we just kind of wanted to make before we kind of wrap up was just giving it an end, giving Halloween an end, whatever that looks like for you, right? Um, depending on the age of your child and what you like about Halloween, maybe you're a Halloween person and it goes on for a week for you um, or all month or whatever, but whatever the limit is for you, like give it an end date because otherwise you're rolling into the new year with, you know, first it was because, you know, y'all know the Halloween stuff was out a month and a half ago at Mm -hmm. Target or whatever. It's like, dang it, guys, we just, it's like 4th of July happens and there's already Halloween stuff out. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're not, excuse me, if you're not careful, that candy will last you for months and it will go on and on and on into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And so I do try to give it like a really solid break so that by the time Thanksgiving comes and we want to have pie and whatever. And then in December, you're baking whatever Christmas treats your, your family traditions are that you have the space for that. And Mm -hmm. your taste buds aren't complete garbage from all the candy that you've been eating for two months. Yeah. I think there's, there's two things that I want to say here. And it's that like, it doesn't matter what your limit is, right? You just have to set it. And I think that seems like it makes sense in my opinion but i don't we kind of go through these holidays just thinking like well it's halloween and oh now it's thanksgiving like we don't it all just kind of blurs into one big month even though it's three months if you think about that not a lot of people will not make a commitment to three months and yet we make a commitment each year to just kind of like go off the deep end for three whole months that is a lot of days Yeah. Um, and I was, I was listening to, I don't know if it was a podcast or someone in, I think it might've been my own coach who was like talking about the weekends and how, when you kind of go on autopilot on the weekends and just kind of like, you know, let the weekend take over when you try to start back, that's why we have the Monday scaries, right? It's cause you're starting, you went from a momentum of like probably 100% if you are anything like our household and then you completely stop at 0% on the weekend. And now you're trying to get back to a hundred percent by Friday. And there's just absolute, like you're starting, you starting from a standpoint of zero is just, it's not like a thing. hamster wheel. Yeah. That's terrible. Exactly. Like in the, when exactly. you're talking, it reminded me that that weekend and the three month holiday season, when you kind of look at them, they're give or take 25% of a week or 25% of your year. If 25% of the time you're completely off the rails, right. it's just not, you're not going to get where you want to be. So, you right. know, I, I work more in the, um, the health space. I know you do too, uh, um, in a lot of what you do, but like if you want to be making better choices, if you're making garbage choices 25% of the time, you're really going to struggle. And it isn't mm-hmm. to say that you can't have, you know, days where you just do whatever or seasons where you you take breaks. But if you're starting and stopping and starting and stop, it's exhausting. That yeah, is exhausting. It really, it really and it, you have to end up you know, we, we think of the holidays and the weekends as a time for rest. And that is absolutely true, right? We're like going on vacation and doing all the things. However, there is a, a way to modify your standard where you're not giving it up entirely, but maybe you're going to go on a walk instead of going to that cycle class. Or, you know, maybe you're going to 
add extra vegetables to your Thanksgiving plate and still eat the rolls and whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like you're still enjoying yourself and still having, but in your mind, you know, you have a standard set and you're not veering from it off the deep end entirely. And I know that sounds a bit intense when you first get started, but really what's more intense is going through this holiday and then trying to start from scratch in January and then yeah. do it all again. Like that to me and to hopefully you now like saying that out loud is more intense than just, you know, making those small adapt- adaptations to continue your progress into the year so that you're not picking up at 0% in on January 1st. You're picking up at 50% or 75% or, you know, whatever percent you have to give, just please make sure it's not zero. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because cool. I've been then, there and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I feel like when you said Monday scaries, like that's what New Year's feels like to me. I actually don't right. really like resolutions for that reason. I, I make sort of, I make changes around that time. It does feel a bit like a rebirth, but it's not like the big upending of my whole life because that's feels to me like when you go on a bender on the weekend and then you come back Monday and you're like, Oh shoot, I have to like eat vegetables and move like, Oh shoot. Um, and so I do like to look at it more like each quarter, like, what am I kind of doing? What am I changing? And so we're getting a little in the weeds as far as away from Halloween, but I hope that you (laughs) understand that these kind of things that we're talking about, these values, these ways of thinking and being in the world, once you kind of get them in your life solidly, they apply to so many things and it makes all of your decision-making easier Mm -hmm. when you know where you're coming from, whether it's Mm -hmm. Halloween or whether it's your business or whether it's, you know, potty training your toddler or whatever other things you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Not to dive completely off the deep end, but I think it really is really important to, and just like you said, apply it to everything. And that way, Halloween isn't this big, scary holiday that you have to fight everybody to get through. You're yeah. going to do pretty much the same thing you always do. You're just going to change it a little. And that sounds way less intimidating. So yeah. I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's really great. And I'm hopefully this you know episode was really helpful. Remember, it's a holiday. It's just one day. It's not the end of the world. Just don't let it go all the way to New Year and ruin the momentum that you've already built. Mm-hmm. The question of the day today is, who do I get more competitive with? A, my friends, B, my family, or C, myself? And I'm going to let you go first. Oh, okay. Um, I would say, I feel like the right answer is myself. And (laughs) that is the truth sometimes. But I honestly think by, you know, being surrounded by some competitive people kind of helps you stay on track. So I would, I'm going to say friends, because if, you know, I could think that I'm holding myself to a certain standard, but if I see my friend, I don't know, Susie, go like one more extra mile, listen, I'm at least going to go with her, if not maybe another mile. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. I actually, so I'm going to tell you a funny story, which may, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. But I'm actually with family. I was going to say B, I'm more competitive with family. And it's in like a lighthearted, like sarcastic, playful way. And, um, I recently lost my father and my father and I, since I was probably my daughter's age, I can't remember this little competition started sometime in my, my youth. My dad was hiding a rawhide dog bone, um, in like, you know, it'd be in a shoe or it'd be like in your pillow or whatever. And then I would hide it in his things. It's been going back and forth. It recently resurfaced 
like six months ago. And he sent it up to me with my sister when she came up to visit. And so I was like, oh, shoot, that dog bone. And so when my dad uh, passed, uh, we, we, when we were getting him cremated, um, you know, they ask if you want things to go with them and people put mementos and, you know, whatever. And they go in the ashes. I put that dog bone in there. I was like, y'all, I am winning right now. I was like, dad, (laughs) I'm like, I win the game forever. You're welcome. And it's like the funniest thing. And I know that sounds a little crazy, but it gave us such like a laugh, you know, with my dad in a way, like he would find that so funny. And, uh, it just, it's like a thing that I think I will never forget now. Like I actually really struggled because I wasn't sure if I wanted to not have it to hold, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's the memory now and the laughing and the, you know, being with my siblings and deciding what we were going to do about this thing was just, it was very funny. And so I'm obviously extremely competitive with my family because that (laughs) is the weirdest thing probably anyone has ever heard. (laughs) I love that. That was really sweet. Are you going to start that up with your kiddos? So we have also something my dad was randomly hiding here that uh, my dad's a weird guy. He There was this like squishy goldfish thing, like a Nemo kind of fish that was getting passed around. And it's now it's like dirty and it's gross and it's cold and it feels icky. Um, that shows up everywhere in my house these days. And it, it goes it. in people's, my husband recently put <laughs> and it, it in. it lives on. Oh, it just goes on forever. My husband recently put it uh, in my bed sheets. So like when you get in the bed and your foot goes and it touches <laughs> no. this like cold thing, <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> that is funny. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm competitive with my family. So if you guys want to answer the question of the day, uh, who do I get more competitive with? You can jump on over into our private community. Um, we will leave a post there with the question and you can let us know, um, who you're most competitive with and, um, maybe a funny story. Cause I like to hear those as I just shared one. Mm-hmm. And next week, we're going to be talking about three things that you need as a mompreneur to get you through the holiday season in one piece. Cause y'all the holiday season goes on and on. Like we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you next week. Well, mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up and head on over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there. In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives. And you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.